behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix It Radio. And it is that time. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. If you're listening to us on Tuesday, thank you very much for doing so. It's a replay show on Tuesdays or best of, and you may be of recovering from... Uh, our last snowstorm on Tuesday. We'll see. This Saturday, so I don't know. Or in this Sunday, or Saturday, or Monday. It's coming in tomorrow night. So Is it's it Monday com- Coming night? in Sunday night into Monday, so we'll Monday see. Monday snowing all day? Yeah, nice. maybe some wind. and so- Anyways, I don't know. If the- you're we never know. If you're here on Tuesday, you'll, you'll know by then what's happening, <laughs> but we don't know. So yeah. Dennis Brewster with me today, his wife Pam as well. We talked about this several weeks ago that we'd get Pam in because even with the snow, mm-hmm. which, let's face it, even now if it comes, it goes away pretty quickly. Yeah. But... Spring is just around the corner. Yes. You know, whenever daylight saving time comes, you know, you kind of look at, okay, we got a little more daylight hours. Mm-hmm. Spring is just around the corner. I know you're not supposed to plant flowers and do all of that until after Mother's Day. But, Pam, I also know when it comes to, you know, shrub trimming, tree trimming, things like that, mm-hmm. this is really the time to do that, right? Yeah, this is definitely the time to do it before the bud breaks, so before you see the leaves coming out. So the and, and real quick, why is that? Well, because um, once the once the um, leaves come out, then you then it's going to be warm enough for disease and stuff to get into the cut of the uh, wound. Okay. You know, so and and you don't want all that energy to go into those leaves, and you're going to be cutting them off anyway. So you want to cut them want off. Want those to go to the rest before, of the tree. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's a good time to do it now. Um, what what you do is um, on a tree. You can look for the collar on the branch. So it's like kind of like um, right from the trunk, there's like a little um, collar, and then you want to cut it right off at the collar on the outside of the collar where the branch is. So you want to leave maybe half inch or so stub or yeah, so? Yeah, probably more that more like a quarter of an inch. Quarter but of an you'll inch, see okay. every, every species of tree has a different um, collar, but if you don't cut at the collar right where the branch comes out of the collar, then it's not going to heal. That's what the collar's for. So it'll is actually it heal heals the by itself. Okay. Exactly. And you definitely don't want to put any kind of tar like I, we yeah, used I, to do I for years ago. I learned that. Yeah, you don't ago. do that anymore, do you? Exactly. It'll just okay, heal so itself. Okay, so why the change? there what 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 i mean at one time everybody you'd see them get the tar out right they cut a branch off or they paint. tar it up or, or even if they had a, a branch break with the, i had one break this last week so snow breaks a branch right they they'd cut it and they tar it why the change right well you don't want to tar it because what it, that does is it holds disease in sometimes too you know you just want it to that's what you know how god made it you know naturally just to heal over on its own so you don't want to you know don't have to use that anymore Okay. (laughs) We learn through experience. Right. We do. Yeah. So, you know, you live in Colorado and you think I don't have to do anything after fall with anything. But here, no, you got winter watering, you got trimming. Right. Mm -hmm. There's so many things you have to do to prep yourself for summer coming. Correct. You know, so you don't realize that. and, And that's why I'm blessed to have Pam because she knows what we have to do. And the other thing you do is you walk around and look at the trees to see what what you want to do to the tree to make sure that it's going to look good. Well, that was my next question, is when you're doing this, I mean, I guess, let's let's back up. What should 
people be looking at and pruning right now? So let's, let's, do, let's do trees now. We can oh. do shrubs in a minute. But let, on trees, what should – and I know there's different species and all that, so we should probably be a little more specific as well. So we'll start getting – emails and, and questions by the way if you want to ask a question of pam please lines are open 303-477-5600 you can text us as well even on tuesday if you're listening and you got a question for mm-hmm. pam i can get that to mm-hmm. her yes, through dennis can, and yep. we can yes. get that yep. answered so yep. 307-200-8222 but i let's let's make sure we're saying this correctly because this is deciduous trees we're talking about at the moment right correct okay so like let's say if you um you look at a tree and you kind of stand back from it, look at it, look at the shape. You know, you want the uh, the branches to go at a 2 o'clock and 10 o'clock, you know, like you... So you get a nice canopy, right? E- exactly. So you want them to come straight out, uh, uh, you know, at the 2 o'clock and 10 o'clock. You know, you don't want them going straight up. You need to cut those out or anything that's touching another branch that's rubbing against it. Okay. Prune one of them out. Okay. You know, because you're just going to get an open open wound for disease okay. and insects. Okay. Um, so you just want to kind of look back and what just see What about the suckers you, at the bottom? Yeah, go ahead and cut those off. Yeah, okay. you don't want those to come up because that's really going to Even middle of up. summer and such, keep trimming those back? Yeah, you can do that. Okay. Yeah. So start off that, you know, doing that in the, in the spring when you see those coming up. Okay. And, um, yeah, so you just want to shape it nicely. If you start shaping a tree when it's young then you don't have to deal with it when it's old okay you know when it's bigger train up a tree when it's young and it will grow that's right sounds like yeah yeah. (laughs) sounds familiar exactly exactly so then you don't have any like big branches why you know know, it's it's, i guess that's you know it's it's life right it it just i mean you you get those things established early right that you know makes it easier yeah it just right it just sort of follows through right exactly that's exactly how it happens and so like if you pruned a little bit off of each tree every year every spring like february is a good time february march right now right yeah, exactly right now because those uh you know leaves haven't you know the yeah, buds they haven't, haven't I've, i'm looking at mine none of them you know we're no. not that no we're, we're probably not. a month away or so from Exa- things budding exactly out exactly right you can see that they're swollen yep i've you got know, buds that are look, e- looking exactly they just haven't opened up and that's right. fine okay you know so so yeah and just don't don't take a, a you know more than a third of a tree don't prune more than a third of the tree okay yeah, you don't want to do that. So if you do, and I'm a assuming bit we're year. talking, you know, it doesn't really matter where some of those branches you just mentioned are. They could be midsection towards the bottom or even way up top. It does not matter. You need to be looking at that all the exactly way through, not right. just the lower branches, yes, correct. right? Correct, everything. So that's why it's easier to start with a younger tree. You know, then you, you don't can have, reach it. Yeah. Yes, right. <laughs> Otherwise, you're calling a tree company with a bucket truck to right. So true. Handle so true. some of those bigger branches right exactly and you can prune trees at any time of the year if it's broken if it's a broken branch always you feel free it. you gotta just do it okay yeah and you can you can even prune like evergreens now evergreens can be pruned all throughout the year because they're always they're it, always green correct? right Am exactly right? right there's yeah. really not a dormant time for them right i mean so so i mean like even we do fire mitigation in the summer okay you know but but what you want to do with those especially is you can prune them up you know, so they're not as close to the ground for fire mitigation, too. Fire mitigation, rodents. Right. You know, that's a great place where rabbits and just, you know, animals like to congregate right. and so right. on. So if you trim those up a little bit, exactly. it keeps some of that from happening, exactly. too, right? Exactly. Or if you want to mow, it's a lot easier that's to mow. That's true, too. When you, when you're now, how far up? up is the rule of thumb on an evergreen? Because I've seen some where it's like, oh, wait, somebody went way too 
far. Yeah, I mean, and it really depends on, you know, if it's by a walkway, prune it way up. Okay. You know, but you don't want to prune more than a third at one year. Okay. Um, no more than a third in a year. Right. Yeah, Good rule usually. of thumb. Yeah, because okay. you don't want to take too much off because then it's going, oh, my gosh, we've lost a lot of, and I've also you know, noticed on evergreens that even when you do some of that pruning up, over time, where you pruned on an evergreen, they will still sprout back out and start growing limbs back in those areas you've pruned. Is that correct? Sometimes. Not, I mean, yeah, but then you just keep cutting those little ones out. You just, you just cut those off. little yes. ones out, right? Exactly right. Okay. But yeah. they will. I mean, what I've noticed is an evergreen will still right. sprout those back out down, but almost in the same spot that you cut them from. Right. And some of the species do it more, more often than My others. My blue spruce you know. is one of those. Spruces are going to do it. Pines, not so much. Okay. So mm-hmm. the spruce trees will. Interesting. Right. And then you just keep cutting those little guys off. Okay. So just yeah. keep those, <clears throat> keep the maintenance up. Mm-hmm. Right. One thing important is that you have a very sharp saw and very sharp cutters. And too. clean. And clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. The very, clean very important. Clean as in, what do we need to do to prepare the tools? So usually... Just soap and water or... Yeah, usually uh, people use bleach, you okay. know, um, you know, to start off their pruning, Okay. you know, from last year. I'm assuming you really don't want to go it. from one species to the next without cleaning in between, or does it matter? Um, it, it doesn't so much matter if, um, if it's before the bud breaks. So now? Yes, right. Okay. You, yeah. Okay. So but my my big thing is is like if you have a saw, you got to make sure it's sharp because if not, you're tearing the tree instead of cutting it. Yeah, and then okay. you got to be careful when you're cutting too big of a branch because underneath the bark, you got to kind of score the bark underneath, right? Well, it depends. If it's a, a big big branch, then you you know you want to score it like two inches away, and then you can cut it off because what happens is if it breaks, you don't want it to go into the bark of the trunk I see. and rip. You don't it. want to strip that bark exactly. away. Yes. Okay. So you got to be sense. careful with that. Yeah. yeah. Mark and Wiggins, what do you got for us, sir? Hey, good morning. I heard Pam on there. She and, is. Uh, I've been to ask a question. I've I've got a problem. <clears throat> I've got some. Uh, let's hear. I. I about two years ago, I put in five uh, column Nor- Norway spruce trees. Mm-hmm. Last spring, two of them were completely dead. They dropped all their leaves and never came back. So I ripped them out, replaced one of them because that's all the nursery had back then. Um, the others are still looking really stressed on the outer needles, like a kind mm-hmm. of a brownish rusty color right and my concern or my thinking uh the problem is is that the roots are not getting enough oxygen is that sound about right or okay. am i okay going down the wrong road yeah so so mark are they um where are you located like is it a really dry windy is it are they planted in an open area on your property, um, you know, it's it's a it's a pretty small backyard, probably a, a you know a forty foot by forty foot area, fenced in, and are probably uh, three feet away from the fence area on the south side of the property. Okay, so the warmer um, side of the property, much wind. Yep, I do have um, you know the the it's a six foot fence, and they're only about five feet tall, okay. five six feet tall at the moment so okay the, the fence blocks the the wind for those for the majority um and i've got some evergreens on the other side of a of a um a shed on the west side and they seem to be doing just fine 
Are those um, uh, are those pine trees or? Okay, so with the Norway spruce, they're um, a lot more susceptible to like spider mite. They um, spider mites. They don't like the dry heat. So so it, so if they're facing south, is that right? Correct. Okay, so they get a lot a lot of sun even in the winter. Now, when did you plant those? Two years ago. Okay, two years, and you're just seeing now seeing some evidence of some no, dieback or it's been happening since probably last year early last year right okay so so they're one of those species that do do have a lot of issues with with spider mites or or drying out of the needles because mm-hmm. or they're called scales on that um but um but so what's ha- your soil like mark by the way too are you remediating any of the soil because not everybody oh, has yeah. and, and yeah. i guess first question is what we, and we need to ask this really for everybody what's your soil like where you planted the tree not your overall soil but the soil where the tree went in right so it's very compact like a like a clay mixed with a bit of sand yeah um when we dug them out we had to use uh you know a uh, a pitchfork yeah. uh you know axe to, to, to get the dirt out yeah. Uh, minus some dynamite, but um, you know, trying to get that soil out was really, really difficult. How much bigger around than the ball did you go when you dug it out? We tried to go twice as wide. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we put the what the tree tree farm told us to do, and then right. and then instead of putting um, the soil back in, they told us to buy the um, the bags of soil and then mix it like a like a one to four mixture. Of, of your of native soil, did you put your native yeah. soil back in with that mixture, or is it all and just something new? Uh, one to four. So I, I used a little bit of the old stuff with the new stuff. That so was the one part. Okay. Okay. Three quarters of the new stuff. Okay. And then they and then they had a, it's called mites, um, which we put around the root ball prior to actually putting the dirt into the to the basket hole um for for fertilizer and all the other like the deciduous trees that we have seem to be doing okay um and then the other the baby blue eyes spruce seem to be doing okay but the commoner norway seem you know like they're really stressed with the the needles that are rust colors is mm-hmm. the best way i could describe yeah. it so let me ask you, Mark, is it only on that south side that those needles look like that, or is it also on the north side of them that's closest to the fence? Oh. Uh, is it all the way around the tree? I think it's all the way around, just on okay. the outside perimeter, so not right. towards the center. Right. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the outer needles around the outer part of the mm-hmm. tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. and Mark, real quick, by the way, this is, a lot, this is a great question. I've got somebody else asking the same question. So hang tight. We need to take a break. We're up against a break. So, Mark, sure. I'm just going to leave you there. Hang tight. We'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. Any other questions, by the way, we've got Pam with us. Tree care, flowers, shrubs, where to plant, what to plant, all mm-hmm. that. Pam's our expert. So give us a call, 303-477-5600, or text us as well. If it's Tuesday, you can text us, 307-200-8222. We'll be right back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Did you know that all insurance companies and their agents are not equal? They aren't equal in service, how they handle claims, or how they protect you, the customer, in the case of an accident, especially one that is not your fault. 
You want the best insurance company and agent to represent you that money can buy. And I have found Paul Lewinberger at American National Insurance, an A-plus rated insurance company. Paul will go the extra mile for you and help you find the right coverage that meets your needs. He can handle your home, auto, RV, boat, ATV, RTV, motorcycle, second home, or your life insurance. Paul will truly look out for your best interest and make sure you have the coverage you need. Don't buy insurance from people you don't know and have never met. Buy from a locally trusted agent that I've known for 10 plus years. Paul Lewinberger, American National Insurance, 303-662-0789 or find him at drive-radio.com or at fixitradio.com. Rates are low, but are you still paying too much interest? Why continue to pay most of your interest up front like a conventional loan when you can use the asset manager to save thousands in unnecessary interest costs? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. The asset manager is a simple interest loan, which means when your payoff decreases, your payment decreases, and so does your interest. Our clients are paying off their home in half the time. They're not changing their spending habits, and they have access to their equity for 30 years, even after it's paid off. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Think about it. This simple interest loan allows you to own your home faster, access your equity for 30 years, which means never having to refinance over and over and over again to pay off debts or for home improvements. No more requalifying, no more additional costs. Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, and see for yourself. You're in control, not the bank. NMLS 298191, regulated by DOOR, equal credit lender. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof, but what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. I'm John Rush, host of Drive Radio, Fix-It Radio, and also Rush to Reason. I'm also a business owner and a business coach. Even though I love being on air and talking to all of you on a regular basis, the job I love the most is helping other business owners achieve their dreams. I've helped business owners who have owned a job become actual business owners. I do this through the installation of systems and helping them with their leadership skills so they can truly run their business instead of the business running them. If you're tired of your business running you and you want the freedom you sought in owning your own business, call me for a free consultation. I would love to help you and your business attain the goals you've always had. Go to RushMediaInc.com and send me an email. You can also use the text line 307-200-8222. Stop being a slave to your business and contact me today. All right, Fix It Radio, we're back. Myself, Dennis Brewster, and his lovely wife, Pam Brewster, with us today as well, our resident tree shrub, all that expert, (laughs) because we're not, but she is. Okay, Mark, you still with us, sir? 
I'm still here. All right. Uh, Pam's got a couple of questions for you, so here we go. Yeah, Mark. So a uh, question would be, um, when you said that you thought that it wasn't getting any oxygen uh, to the plant, why did you think that? Meaning, well, how, um, is, do you, how, how often do you water, I should say? I, so what I did was I put in a, a drip system, but instead of putting, like, the little uh, restrictor emitters, I put just straight connectors. Mm-hmm. And I put like two or three hoses per tree, so it comes out pretty darn fast. Um, you know, when I uh, originally put them in, they said to water with just a regular hose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought since I've got uh, seven total on that particular um, line or zone, if you will, um, I would run them, you know, full speed through the tube and then time it to you know, turn it on, figure out how much it takes to get all the, the, the baskets, I think is what they call them, full of water, and then, and then stop the, uh, the watering and then uh, use that as my timing uh, configuration. And I used to have it on a five-day um, gap, so every five days it would get that much of water. Um, and then a nursery told me, oh, no, don't do that. That's too much. It needs to be at 10 days. So then I changed it to seven days to go between five and, and 10. Like the soil was very, very wet. Mm-hmm. Is it moldy at sure. all? Sure. Yeah. They're, they're um, not draining enough yeah. in between waterings and suffocating and not getting enough oxygen was my thinking behind that. Exactly. So when you have that clay soil that's all around there and then you amended all that other soil, I mean, clay soil does not, you know, drain very well. So here's my, what I it's would like say. like a sponge. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. It just holds that water and it just doesn't drain. So what I would suggest to you is um, before you water, you need to feel that soil around those trees with your finger or, or a, a, a moisture, uh, one of those probes, you know, to see. Because you can't just go, oh, yeah, 10 days, we'll go ahead, or five days, we'll, we'll do this. Soil's different everywhere, so it depends on your soil and what you amended with it with and everything. So I would feel the soil and say, okay, it's dry enough. It's, it's dry an inch or two down. I'll, I'll, I'll water now. But if it's moist at all, don't water you know, because you're right. You're drowning you know, them, basically. You definitely are. There is no oxygen in there if, if it's so wet. And that was proof when you brought it out and saw, I mean, you know, if the, the roots are rotting, yeah, it definitely is too wet. And you got to water further out, too, right? Yeah, so once, yeah, you, you, yeah, you had the drip line, you yeah. know, so you don't want to water right there at the trunk, too, because it doesn't need it. The fine root hairs is what, what you need to water, and that's at the drip line of, a, you know, whether it's your shrubs or trees or whatever. Which means you'd be watering outside of that basket area. Right. right. Yeah. So, yeah. so to you want them to reach out. Yeah, you want to encourage those roots to go towards that water. Yeah. And they will. Oh, completely opposite from how the tree farm advertises. They advertise that, I mean, maybe they're, 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 thinking of deciduous trees uh and evergreens in there and they're uh true with all trees yeah they're all going to go out and and they might do that because you have a a year warranty on that tree i bet or something don't they say something like that Yeah, usually depending how you bought it so they just want you to keep it alive for a year and then then they don't care (laughs) so to speak i mean really no i mean yeah but the 
rule of thumb, Mark, is rule of thumb is the drip. Your, your emitters need to be around. If you look at the tree and you look at where the branches have come out to, you want to be watering out of those, you know, that branch area exactly. right on the outer edges of the branch area. Yeah. That's the drip line. Almost, almost probably twice or three times as far out from yeah. where I'm watering now. Your mm -hmm. ball is probably way too wet. Mm -hmm. And that's what's ball. probably causing that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, oh. so is that what you bought? So was it a container tree or was it Balden Burlap? Um, ball and burlap okay. with wire. Yeah, uh -huh. With a wire basket. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. So a bigger so one. I, yeah. What, so. what I did was I, I, I put it in the, in where we were going to put it and then cut the wire off. And then they said to not, you know, really tear at the burlap, just kind of peel it down because mm -hmm. otherwise yep. you'll mm -hmm. tear it. That's right. That's correct. I just yeah. kind of peeled it down like a banana and then left the burlap. How, how know, far is the ball there. sticking up out of the ground, by the way? Uh, none. Mm -hmm. Is it below uh, grade level, yeah. or is it just slightly above it, or you know, right? In other words, how did you I, I how did you place say, it? I would say right at grade, um, and then and it, then. And rule up. of thumb should be I don't know, Pam. What couple inches above grade yeah, level? Yeah, yeah. Depending how big the ball is, yeah. So you could do one or two or three inches, depending. You only so want a little crown, it, is what yeah. you really want, so that water runs out to those outer edges we're talking about. Right. Yeah. You don't want it. You don't at want a, You don't level. want a valley where it's filling that. Yeah. You know, like a dog dish. You don't. You don't want a valley mm -hmm. where the water mm -hmm. pools up around the trunk. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then, I guess if I do, because I do have those ridges around to to pull it towards the trunk. Should I just dig those out and? And not let it pull up like that anymore. Ridges. Um... Yeah, I'm not following you. So okay, so uh, um, a kind of a, an elevated ring around um, where the ball sits. You shouldn't to, have. To pull the water yeah, that means the ball's towards... below. That means your ball's below grade level. So I would probably amend that soil around the outer edges to put a taper to it so that the water runs out and doesn't pool up right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Or were you I talking about a ridge like a berm or no? A berm yes. to hold water in or no? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you don't you don't, yeah, need, you don't need that. that. Yeah. Take that out. Yeah. Because you you want oh. that water to go to the outer out edges. to the outer edges exactly where those those roots are then going to Yeah. So Okay. Pam, in, okay, in this, is he? What's going on with the tree? Then is it probably it's why probably is too it wet? Is it too wet or is it too dry? What, what's going on? It probably sounds like it, it sounds like it's too wet. Yeah. I mean, because if he has a berm, then it's just holding that water right in. It's not going to the outer where it needs to get. And the difference, the difference between for everybody listening, the difference mark between one side of the yard and the other could just be the soil itself, how much how much sun it's getting, how quickly that soil dries out, so many other factors here and, that and the I kind can't of tree see. exactly, and mm -hmm. the kind of tree because those right. aren't the best trees. For yeah, this they, area. they're a little bit tougher. Yeah, they they um they have a few more issues on on that with those Norway spruces. You know, yeah, um, they, like, a, they like they like the you know they like the moisture, but not not from the roots, but they like it from you know, in a moister environment, you know, so if yeah. you were to do it, you could spray those needles, you know, or the scales, you know, spray that um, when, uh, when you're watering too, you know. Weren't you going to ask them about the green on the outside? Oh, oh yeah. I was just wondering, so is it all, is, are all the tips pretty much brown, right? There's no like green at all. Um, no, there is green. Yeah. It's, okay. it's um, I just, I just sent an email to John at okay. Drive. Okay. John does radio with a 
the closest up picture I could get while I was on hold of, of the oh, needle. Oh, yeah, I can see it. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll show it to Pam. Okay. No, and from looking at it, I think we're on the right track, Mark. Just looking at the needles, I think we're on the right track. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. I, th I think I think okay. what we I'll told you is exactly those, right. Yeah. Those, um, yep. out and then maybe spray the water yep. up above. Yep. Right, yeah, and defi definitely, um, you know, just look at your watering, how much you're watering, because it looks like there's some, definitely some overwatering issues. Yep. Yeah, there's, it's just okay. not getting the oxygen. Yeah, so just... You got it. Yeah. Make it a good. wider. All right, with that, Mark, I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Thanks, Jeff, in Mark. Western Montana. Hang tight, guys. We'll come right back. Got a question coming in from Dave Hart, our roofer as well. So, guys, hang tight. We'll get all those answered. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Rates are low, but are you still paying too much interest? Why continue to pay most of your interest up front like a conventional loan when you can use the asset manager to save thousands in unnecessary interest costs? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. The asset manager is a simple interest loan, which means when your payoff decreases, your payment decreases, and so does your interest. Our clients are paying off their home in half the time. They're not changing their spending habits, and they have access to their equity for 30 years, even after it's paid off. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Think about it. This simple interest loan allows you to own your home faster, access your equity for 30 years, which means never having to refinance over and over and over again to pay off debts or for home improvements. No more requalifying, no more additional costs. Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, and see for yourself. You're in control, not the bank. NMLS 298191, regulated by DOOR, equal credit lender. Did you know that all insurance companies and their agents are not equal? They aren't equal in service, how they handle claims, or how they protect you, the customer, in the case of an accident, especially one that is not your fault. You want the best insurance company and agent to represent you that money can buy. And I have found Paul Lewinberger at American National Insurance, an A-plus rated insurance company. Paul will go the extra mile for you and help you find the right coverage that meets your needs. He can handle your home, auto, RV, boat, ATV, RTV, motorcycle, second home, or your life insurance. Paul will truly look out for your best interest and make sure you have the coverage you need. Don't buy insurance from people you don't know and have never met. Buy from a locally trusted agent that I've known for 10 plus years. Paul Lewinberger, American National Insurance, 303-662-0789 or find him at drive-radio.com or at fixitradio.com. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof. But what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical, heating, and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, Absolute electrical, heating, and air. 
Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. All right, we're back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Jeff in Western Montana, you're next, sir. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, all. Good morning, uh, Jeff. Here you're going to have some... Hey, Pam, I don't think I've ever talked to you before. I don't think so. Well. I'm, no, no I, uh, I spent 28 years in the Colorado Springs area, which is how I ran into these lugs. <laughs> uh, <and if> <laughs> right. I kept listening to them since, since I moved back. Well, to thank Montana. you, by the way. Uh, yes. Yeah. Appreciate it. Well, yeah, you guys are a wealth of information, so it's, it's yeah. to my benefit. Uh, thank you. And, and I had a question, but I have a second one after that because sure. after listening to you. Um, but my first question is centers around lilacs. I, uh, we've had a couple of uh, early fall and late spring frosts up here over the last couple of years, which resulted in uh, probably half of the stems coming out of the ground on our lilac bushes dying off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I talked to a guy, a uh, professor at the Montana State University Extension Forestry Department. Uh, he's on the radio here quite often, and he, rather than try to prune out the dead stuff, he recommended just cutting them off and letting the, because it would just be a bunch of spindly branches hanging out there and it wouldn't fill in. So he said, just cut them off and they'll uh, grow back and rejuvenate. But as I was listening to you, I was wondering, is that what, in your experience, the best option or could I have done something else? Okay, so you're saying, so so lilacs and some of them die because of the frost. Is that what you... Right. There was there was early fall frost that just killed them off while they were still in leaf, and then some uh, late spring when they were budding out. We've had we've had both in the last couple of years, so I'm not sure which one caused the damage. Okay. Um, and, and so 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 when it's coming out of the ground, it's green and everything. So so your suggestion, what he suggested, was that you cut them, just cut them off, or. No, the the ones that had died were dead all the way to the to the ground. Okay, okay. sure, yeah, yeah okay, cut those out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and so I was going to just cut those out, and he said the way lilacs are, he said you can just cut them, and uh, and they will grow back and they'll have a fuller, rounder shape when they do that. Sure, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely cut out the, the dead stuff because they're you know they're going to come back from the roots. So yeah, it's just gonna they're just gonna kind of spread too. You know, repopulate, so, basically. Yeah, exactly, they do. But you want to cut the dead okay. stuff out so it doesn't look so bad, you know. But, yeah, they are going to well, come back up. I ended up cutting it all out. I mean, I just I took it to the ground. Not to the ground, but maybe six inches off the ground. Okay, I mean, yeah. You so. know, I mean, they still should have the roots that would, would come back this year. 
Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that, and he's been really reliable, so I didn't really doubt his. No. Yeah, no, that makes correct. total sense. Yeah, yeah, yes, right. you bet. The thing that seeded the doubt is a couple of weeks ago, he had a little mini college down in Missoula, about 70 miles from where we live here. And uh, when I went there, I, I reminded him about the conversation. He goes, well, I hope your wife doesn't kill me. And he was smiling when he said it, so I didn't think he was really serious. But <laughs> it was one of those, darn, did I? You know? No, you're, no, you're no, good. You're yeah, you're, you're fine. Yeah, they yeah. should come back okay. up for you, for sure, Jeff. Yeah. They're hard to kill. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they are. Those lilacs, <laughs> they do good. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, uh, and then you were talking about emitters around a tree. The property we bought when we moved back up here has a bunch of mixtures of fruit trees, uh, uh, spruce, and uh, a few uh, maples and things. Mm-hmm. So kind of a mixture. Mm-hmm. And when they planted them, they just put the little, uh, I call it a bubble emitter. It's at the mm-hmm. end of the hose, yeah. and you just adjust the flow. Right. Um, that's where all the trees had. And so they, as they mature, they continue to get watered at the, basically at the, uh, we're on a slope as well, so they get watered at the um, base of the tree, and then the water kind of runs out. Our, our soil is pretty clay. Um, but as I listened to you talk to the uh, last caller, it, it, is there something else I can do on a mature tree that would be better for it than having that bubbly emitter yeah. there? Well, you you could change the emitters if you wanted to, and just and then you move know, them. Yeah, put the tube yeah, on it where them. you're having them run out around the outer edges, like we talked about, Jeff. That's what I would exactly, do. Exactly. Yes. And those are those are easy to change. So you would just uh, dig a ring around the tree. No. Uh, an inch no, just down. move your emitters where they're coming out. Yeah, just move them to the drip line okay. of yeah. the mature trees. Okay, well, it's just it's just one emitter. It's basically the end of a the end of a hose, and you just have a cap on it. It's, yeah, you, what yeah, you do there is take that you know go down to the main tube, the main uh, you know poly pipe that's running that drip system. Go down there where they've actually punctured the pipe and then stuck the you know they they, they stick a a, a line. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, it's hard yeah. to a, 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 a barb fitting is what they do. They stick yeah. a barb fitting in there. Just go down to that and change that end, and then just put a – you can put a reducer on it if you feel you need to. It depends on your water pressure and how all that mm-hmm. works. But you can put a reducer on that and then just run the actual um, you know, the actual tubes out to that outer drip line area and call it good. Just let them dangle. <laughs> okay, those tubes at the outer end. The, the thing is is that it's a three-quarter inch poly all the way to the emitter. Yeah, you, you put a little – I don't know how to explain this over there, but they're like an eighth-inch vacuum line, like in yeah. the car world. Yeah. They're like a little eighth-inch vacuum line, but it's not. They're meant for drip systems. It's just yeah. a small little black right. line weight, and it comes in a roll. Uh, if you buy it in that way, you can buy it in a bulk, or you can buy so many feet of it or however you want to do it. And most every garden place, Home mm-hmm. Depot, Lowe's, mm-hmm. all those mm-hmm. places sell them. Mm-hmm. Commercial uh, irrigation you know, companies yep. sell better quality ones, by the way. depends on what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're much better than the ones you get at Home Depot and Lowe's, but you can buy that stuff in – it usually comes in bags. You're, you're going to buy yeah. X amount of the barb fittings that you plug into the three-quarter inch line. They even make a little tool, believe it or not, where you actually can poke a hole in the yeah, in the, the poly bench. pipe and then mm-hmm. stick that barb fitting in and then run emitters wherever you want to. Mm-hmm. And that way there you can put one on okay, each end yeah, of the I, outside. I, well, that, that I thought, well, as you were describing, I, I thought you thought that I had uh, that 
quarter inch poly coming up out of the ground and it so you're saying just uh, cap that you line probably have a half that, inch line that's a drip line running either half or three quarter inch line running out to those areas of shrubs and stuff just put your new you could either plug off the one you've got add new ones use existing just put a different end on it and run that tube to the outer end of the drip line as as you know the outer edges of the branches we should say so everybody's understanding what we're talking about because we say drip line the line itself for the irrigation, we call a drip line in the industry, but the drip line itself that you want to put around the tree canopy, you want to go around the outer edges of the canopy to get the proper uh, water to the root system. Am I saying that all right, Pam? That's what I was... Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like a quarter-inch spaghetti line yep. that you can, yes, you know, and then put go. the emitters on it. And you can put, you know, punt, like he was talking, uh, John was talking about punching holes in there, and you put the, you know. So the, you can put two or three in there. Make different exactly. reducers depending yeah. upon what pressure, water pressure yeah. you have, Jeff, yeah. is how you do that. But definitely the main thing is just to get those uh, drip lines, you Out. know, where the emitters are to the, to the, uh, to the drip line of the tree. Yeah. Okay, that, so I, when I was listening to you at first, I was thinking run a line out to a circle and then have that circle kind of be no, a... Uh, you don't need to do that. Yeah, you, you just have those spaghetti like, lines running out to the outer edges mm-hmm. of the ball mm-hmm. and call it good. Mm-hmm. So like you're saying two or three of those? Yeah, couple, yeah. on a mature tree, couple's plenty. Right, yeah. right, exactly. And if you ever get a chance, you can always put a frog eye sprinkler there. You know, I mean, yeah. if you're able to do that, that's really the best because it goes out to the drip line and just gets it all... You know, sometimes, you know, just the emitters, you know, they just get certain areas. They don't mm-hmm. spray. You no, know. they're just a drip. Yeah. So they call them drip lines. Yeah. <laughs> Plus it cools the roots, right. that's too. That, mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking on, on, a, on a mature tree, trying to get enough water out to the edge roots everywhere to... Yep. And, and, you know, and, and really, and I, I don't want to speak out of turn here with Pam, but once a tree gets really mature, I mean 20, 25 years old... It's Frankly, you you don't need much. You don't need to do anything water-wise. It's going down deep enough. Trust me, those roots are finding water everywhere in that soil, even from the grass that mm-hmm. you're watering, mm-hmm. and you don't need any drip when you get to that point. The only difference is if it's a fruit tree, right? Well, I mean, fruit trees still. I mean, they're once they're yeah. mature, they're mature. Yeah. That they're yeah. fine and they're they're fine and their their moisture down there. But just know, Jeff, and and everybody else out there, you know, if if it's really, really, really been dry, even if it's a mature tree, you still still need to water. water. But that's where really you do the winter watering, and we do things with the, the, you know, the the pole that you, you know, the the, the spike, if you would, that you stick way down in the ground and water that Mm -hmm. way, Jeff. We wouldn't even do, on on what Pam's talking Mm -hmm. about, you don't even use an emitter on a drip line to do that. You would deep water is Mm -hmm. what what we're saying. If it's really, really dry. Yeah, if it's really dry. Mm -hmm. Getting into a drought situation, you Mm -hmm. do that. Right. Yeah, well, we were pretty, we had a pretty good drought last summer. I, I have mm-hmm. a spruce. It has been stressed by beetles and bugs so that the top was, was has pretty much been uh, you may want to You may want to go ahead and get one of those tools and do some deep watering of that then. Yeah. Wouldn't hurt it. Um, okay. And, and again, don't the, do that next to the eye. trunk. You do that out around the outer edges as mm-hmm. well. Exactly. At the at the drip line. Right, you said the frog eye. Is that is that a permanent thing you can nope. do? Or is no, no, it's just yeah, just put it on your hose, yeah, on on your hose. Yep. exactly, and then you can just move it around. Yeah. yeah. Takes a little bit more is time, but can... you know, if you have time to do it, yeah, it's worth mm-hmm. it. Well, that's the problem. Is I just after <laughs> five years of retirement, I just took a job with the Boys and Girls Club here. So, uh, <laughs> so now you don't have any time, you. Jeff. Right. <laughs> Sound like <laughs> me. That's a good thing. It's like the rest of us. Yeah. Good one. Yeah, pretty much. Good one, Jeff. Yeah, well, yeah, well, you know, March is your snowiest month, and April is the next snowiest. You got so it. Yes. That. You are right. You're correct, <laughs> Jeff. 
Jeff, right. I'll let you go. We'll Thanks, take a guys. break. Appreciate it. Wait Thanks, a little Jeff. to hang tight. Dave Hart, we'll still answer your question as well, so don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be right back. Thanks, Pam, for joining us. Mm-hmm. Pam and Dennis mm-hmm. Brewster. We'll be right back, though. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof, but what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical, heating, and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Rates are low. But are you still paying too much interest? Why continue to pay most of your interest up front like a conventional loan when you can use the asset manager to save thousands in unnecessary interest costs? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. The asset manager is a simple interest loan, which means when your payoff decreases, your payment decreases, and so does your interest. Our clients are paying off their home in half the time. They're not changing their spending habits, and they have access to their equity for 30 years, even after it's paid off. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Think about it. This simple interest loan allows you to own your home faster, access your equity for 30 years, which means never having to refinance over and over and over again to pay off debts or for home improvements. No more requalifying, no more additional costs. Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, and see for yourself. You're in control, not the bank. NMLS 298191, regulated by DOOR, equal credit lender. Did you know that all insurance companies and their agents are not equal? They aren't equal in service, how they handle claims, or how they protect you, the customer, in the case of an accident, especially one that is not your fault. You want the best insurance company and agent to represent you that money can buy. And I have found Paul Lewinberger at American National Insurance, an A-plus rated insurance company. Paul will go the extra mile for you and help you find the right coverage that meets your needs. He can handle your home, auto, RV, boat, ATV, RTV, motorcycle, second home, or your life insurance. Paul will truly look out for your best interest and make sure you have the coverage you need. Don't buy insurance from people you don't know and have never met. Buy from a locally trusted agent that I've known for 10 plus years. Paul Lewinberger, American National Insurance, 303-662-0789 or find him at drive-radio.com or at fixitradio.com. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass 
glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all. You can trust the original Novus Pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to our website, drive-radio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass, a proud sponsor of Drive Radio. All right, Wade and Littleton, hang tight real quick. I want to get Dave Hart from RoofMax, get his question answered. So he's got 18 evergreen trees. A couple are looking a bit rough. Planning on drilling two-inch holes around the tree about five inches deep and fill with small gravel to allow more air and water. Should I also do bulk, mar, you know, bark mulch around the base of the tree? I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't do any of that. Yeah. I mean, you could you could do the, the mulch. Uh, so... Does he say specifically what kind of evergreens? No. Okay, it doesn't, not pines? I can or, ask. Okay, yeah. Um, as for, for putting gravel in there, I don't know why no, you I would do, do that, that at all. You know, I mean, um, it depends why they, why they look stressed. Is it because they're too dry, too wet? What kind of soil do you have? How often do you water it? And he's out east like you guys are, so. Okay. Wind. And, and so, so definitely what I would do, mulch, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, um, put a ring of mulch around it. Always a good idea. Always, always, because that's definitely going to hold some in of that moisture. It's going to hold the moisture. The only thing in. about that, real quick, is be careful of the mulch you use. A lot of the, like red, I see it even from landscape companies. They'll put the red type mulch in. That's highly treated mulch. Mm-hmm, that actually mm-hmm. can be very acidic from the mulch itself. Don't use that. Right. So what I would do, I mean, there's very right. many. Yes, there's there's tree companies that you can go to that, um, you know, they have mulch piles for you that you can either buy it. Some, you want, if you can use counties. just a straight chipped up bark. Exactly. Or, you know, not the, bark, but a, a straight chipped up tree yeah, where there's trees, no coating yes. on it whatsoever. Right. That's really what to that's use around a tree. That's what you want to use. Exactly. And you can do that two to three inches deep and just don't have it um, be, have it be away from the trunk a few inches. You don't want it touching the trunk. And then water on the outside. Yeah, which, real quick, just because there are quote-unquote professional landscape companies doesn't mean they know what we're talking about. Case in point, this building here, I noticed this last week, they did rings of mulch around all the trees here at the building we're in here on Parker Road, and they use the red-treated mulch, which means they don't know what they're doing. So Mm -hmm. just because there's a name on the side of the truck that says landscaping, doesn't mean they know what they're doing. Right. I'm just right. saying right. that straight yes. up, folks. So <laughs> you really got to watch that. Wade and Littleton, you're next. I'm sorry, am I? You're next, Wade. Hi, Wade. All right. Hey, how are you doing? I love the show. Thank, Thank you, sir. You guys. Um, so I have a question. I'd, I'd like to plant aspen trees. Um, Don't. <laughs> well, well, let me give you a little background. I, I live in, in a valley in the foothills, and I'm at the bottom. Of What's your valley. elevation? 6,900. Don't plant them. Why do you say that? Because they're not high enough. All the aspen trees you see here in this Denver metro area all around, uh, aspens are meant to be at about 8,000 feet or above, 7,500, 8,000 feet and above. We've moved them down, and we probably never should have. I mean, you can do it. They'll live Mm -hmm, for a while, mm -hmm. but they are going to die. Those of you that have older aspen trees that die out, the reason they do and some of you that are lucky and get them to last 20, 30 years, you're really, really lucky because typically the average age weight is probably 10 to 15 years or so, and then they're going to die, and you're going to have to cut them out. Well, well uh, let me give you a little more background. So there's uh, very well-established aspen trees in my neighbor's. Um, yeah, so very well a, be. A, a drainage gulch, mm-hmm. and I'm planting them along that. So the soil is very, very wet, mm-hmm. um, pretty much all 
all year long, and I only get, uh, at, at the best part of summer, I get maybe six hours of light. Um, but I, I, I imagine they will grow because you know, they will. very well-established ones. No, and, and for everybody else listening, you can plant aspen trees at this elevation. You know, Pam mm-hmm. will agree. They mm-hmm. will grow. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll get established. Yes. They'll grow. Well, all I'm getting at is they're not at the proper elevation, and you will at some point, guaranteed, have issues with those trees. That's just the way they are. Yeah, but just know, okay. too, Wade, you know, I mean, if, if you're okay with that, I mean, knowing that they're not going to, you know, look like the ones, you know, pretty much up in the mountains, but, but you know, they're going to sucker. You know, that might be a concern, too, unless, you know, it's an area where it doesn't matter where they sucker. Then you just cut out the dead ones, you know, once they do die, and they're just going to keep coming up for you. So, I mean, it, they, they will grow, you know. They act almost like a, uh, I don't know what the technical term is, but... But yeah, they they have like an underground system where they'll mm-hmm. start to yeah. That's one of one of the, one of the mm-hmm. oldest, if not oldest, living organisms on Earth are poplar slash aspen trees. Yeah, so they'll definitely okay. sucker for you. Yeah, yeah. so it'll fill oh, in. And, and one other question about this: so I have um, along along this uh, sort of drainage mm-hmm. ditch stream that mm-hmm. uh, it only runs uh, about four months out of the year, but. Um, I have a, a rock wall. Um, I was curious if their roots are going to, would they, I no. don't know what their roots are. They would not bother like. the wall. Would, would they push that no, wall? No, they're, they're, they're not, not, they're going not strong to. enough. For that. In mm-hmm. fact, that's one downside to aspen trees. You get enough of a windstorm. They're more of a top. Uh, the roots are kind of at the top and go out vertically on kind of the top, not on the top of the soil, but not much below right. the soil depth itself. And that's the downside to them is if you get a strong wind or something, they'll blow over. The nice thing is, Wade, they won't grow into your wall. But what I do would do, Wade, if, okay. if you saw yeah. them going up, you know, suckering up against your wall, just cut them out. Yep. You don't yep. want them to grow them next away. to yep. them. That's right. But Train it's them. not going to lift your wall. Train them. Maybe let me uh, ask a different question. What, what would you do? I um, you know, I, I live up in the hills. My nearest neighbors, uh, I don't know, 500 yards away. Um, I just want to put some sort of plant. I know there's plenty of water. And it, it, rather than building a fence, I would just like a, a hedge or, or aspen trees or something to kind of... Put some Austrian pines in if you're looking for a permanent type you know, barrier that's going to be there all the time. A, you know, a juniper or a or a uh, Austrian pine, something along those lines would work fine. You got to also consider how high they're going to go too. Right? How high do you want it to go? Because it could block does a it view. Matter. Yeah. Yeah, if it doesn't. Uh, matter. No, no, it doesn't matter. Well, Austrian pines I, I will get care. you know twenty, thirty, forty feet <laughs> tall. So, yeah. and they'll live yeah, forever. Uh, uh, I, I have I have some uh, uh, evergreens, and I don't know exactly what type, but they're they're about a hundred feet tall. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, the nice thing about Austrian pines for everybody listening, and the reason why they get planted a lot in our areas, they can withstand everything we have here pretty well. Their branches bend pretty good, even in the in the big snows that we get. So that you don't you don't typically have a bunch of tree limbs breaking and so on. They're a really flexible tree, I guess I could say. The downside to the Austrian pines that I hate is they drop needles every year, and they can look like the te- the tree's actually dying, but it's not. They just shed needles and they grow. But if they're out in that area that you're talking about, not close to the house or anything, who cares? It's not gonna bother anything. 
And actually, you know, Austrian uh, Austrian pines aren't native here, nope. but uh, the ponderosa pines are. That's true, too. But with the thing with the ponderosa pine, it, it loses its lower le- um, branches naturally. So, if you, so you won't get that barrier. Yeah, you're not going to get that barrier. Where the Austrians will still stay full. You can even trim them if you want to, but they'll stay full. And yeah, the nice thing about the Austrians, Wade, is, you know, to Pam's point, they're not native here, but they grow pretty, for a pine mm-hmm. tree, they grow mm-hmm. pretty stinking mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. But oh, the other option is lilac bushes, though, because if you it, yeah, but you just green. want a hedge. You're only going to have a hedge in the summer, though. Right. Yeah. Right. None in the yeah. winter. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the lilacs would uh, prefer the. It's it's very cold. <laughs> they, they don't. Um, they can I'm handle not, it. Yeah, but it's not going to be a barrier for him. No, no. he's looking for a, yeah. a yeah. site. Yeah. yeah, and that again, the Austrian pines. Exactly. The cold doesn't bother. The wind doesn't bother. No. The cold doesn't no. bother. They them. like it here. Yeah, they actually work really well, Wade. Yeah. And also, uh, John was talking about losing the needles. I mean, that happens usually every five to seven years naturally. Yep. You're going to lose the inside of the needles off of your your pines. Yep. All of the pines. You know. Those more so though. I don't know why that, they're just sort of trashy that way. I guess you could say. <laughs> oh, I, I, and I have I a bunch of them, so I know that because it's yeah, just you know you're them, cleaning yeah. them up, you know, kind of on. A, you know, I have enough of them that they one of them's in that cycle at all times. Right, it seems like so I'm always cleaning like up, right. you know, needles. It just is what it. But they look great, way. Yeah, they do. Yes. They, yeah. Well, well, thank you for the information. You're very uh, welcome, Wade. Wade. Appreciate oh, that. So, so one one other question: um, Where would you suggest uh, buying uh, any type of? Shrub, or maybe I a, a really solid. Uh, I don't know. You know. Yeah, tree farm. Yeah, tree farm. Nurseries. Yeah, nurseries. You know, I wouldn't go like not, to your not big Lowe's box Home office. Depot. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. What about you to know. the conservation. Okay, and and, and also, uh, what would be the best time to plant them? Um, hey. yeah. I, I plan on buying them. You know, uh, you know, I'm not planting. Nice thing about those, and I we're run really out of time, Wade. So, oh, no um. Any time on that tree we just mentioned. Exactly, but, matter. but spring spring's better than fall, but yep. fall's better than, you know, dead summer. summer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dead, yeah, dead of summer. summer's the worst, Yeah, I don't want to do that, yeah. Because of the heat. We want to wait until it's not going to freeze No, anymore. doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter, nope. yeah, because they're going to be acclimated. That's yeah, fine. You're yeah. fine. Okay, great. Well, All thank right, you Wade. so much. Thanks, thank you very Wade. much. Yeah, you know, we should do a whole show just on where, and by the way, some of you that are listening, if you know of a good supplier in Potentially, you have a partnership here where they want to advertise and so on. I, I would love that. We don't yeah. have anybody that we recommend at this point. And if anybody out there listening wants to be a part of that, we would love to talk to you. So, Pam, as always, yeah. it, we got to get you yeah. back. This, yeah. this we, we, oh. There's still a lot more info yeah, we can give out. Stuff, so, yeah. Dennis, also, thanks for dragging yeah. her in. We appreciate it very <laughs> yeah. much. And I did drag her in. Oh, I appreciate <laughs> no, it. It's been great. So, those of you listening great. on Tuesday, Rush to Reason is up next. Otherwise, Drive Radio follows us here in just a couple of minutes. So, don't go anywhere. This is KLZ 560. Thank you.